Welcome to a new and exciting website, Golden Gems, featuring some of the golden classic music of all time. We feature hourly a specific artist and their contribution to the music industry. Join us now with music that is timeless and unforgettable, Golden Gems. Well, Dave and Bill here again today to talk a little bit about Dinah Shore. Dinah Shore was born on February 29, 1916. She was born as Fanny Rose Shore to Russian-Jewish immigrant shopkeepers, Anna and Solomon Shore, in Winchester, Tennessee. She had an elder sister, eight years her senior, Elizabeth, who was known as Bessie. When Fanny was 18 months old, she was stricken with polio. The only known treatment was bed rest and sometimes more extreme care if the child was severely compromised. This, of course, was before the polio vaccine had been developed, which brought an end to polio in the United States. Her mother provided extensive care for her, which included regular therapeutic massage and a strict exercise program. She recovered, but she sustained a deformed foot and a limp. Fanny loved to sing as a small child. Her mother, a contralto with operatic aspirations, encouraged her. Her father often took her to the store, where she would perform impromptu songs for the customers. In 1924, the Shore family moved to McMinnville in Tennessee, where her father had opened a department store. By her fifth grade year, the family had moved to Nashville, where she completed elementary school. Although shy because of her limp, she became actively involved in sports, was a cheerleader at Nashville's Hume Fogg High School, and was involved in other activities. At some point, Fanny became known as Frances. When Shore was 16, her mother died unexpectedly from a heart attack. Pursuing her education, Shore enrolled at University Van- Shore enrolled at Vanderbilt University where she participated in many events and activities, including the Chai Chapter of Alpha Epsilon Phi sorority. She graduated from the university in 1938 with a degree in sociology. She visited the Grand Old Opry and made her radio debut on Nashville's WSM AM radio station. Upon uh, graduating from Vanderbilt University in 1938, Fanny decided to pursue her career in singing moving to New York City to audition for orchestras and radio stations. At first, she went there on a summer break from Vanderbilt and after graduation for good. In many of her auditions, she sang the popular song Dinah. When disc jockey Martin Block could not remember her name, he called her the Dinah Girl, and soon after, the name stuck, becoming her stage name. She eventually was hired as a vocalist at radio station WNEW, where she sang with Frank Sinatra. She recorded and performed with the Xavier Cougat Orchestra and signed a recording contract with RCA Victor Records in 1940. In March 1939, Shore debuted on national radio on the Sunday afternoon CBS radio program, Ben Burney's Orchestra. In February 1940, She became a featured vocalist on the NBC radio program, 
the Chamber Music Society of Lower Basin Street, a showcase for traditional Dixieland and blues songs. With sure, the program became so popular, it was moved from 4.30 Sunday afternoon to a 9 o'clock Monday night time slot in September. In her primetime debut for the music of the three Bs, Barrel House, Boogie Woogie, and the Blues, she was introduced as Mademoiselle Dinah Diva Shore, who starts a fire by rubbing two notes together. She recorded with the two Basin Street bands for RCA Victor. One of her records was the eponymous Dinah's Blues. Shore's singing came to the attention of Eddie Cantor. He signed her as a regular on his radio show, Time to Smile, in 1940. Shore credits him for teaching her self-confidence, comedic timing, and the ways of connecting with an audience. Cantor bought the rights to an adapted Ukrainian folk song with new lyrics by Jack Lawrence for Shore to record for RCA Victor's Bluebird label. This song, Yes, My Darling Daughter, became her first major hit, selling 500,000 copies in weeks, which was unusual for that time. Shore soon became a successful singing star with her own radio show, Call for Music, which was broadcast on CBS February 13, 1948, and ran through April 16, Call for Music, which was broadcast on CBS February 13, 1948, through April 16, 1948, and on NBC April 20, 1948, through June 29th. Also in 1943, she appeared in her first movie, Thank Your Lucky Stars, starring Cantor. She soon went to another radio show, Paul Whiteman Presents. During this time, the United States was involved in World War II, and Shore became a favorite with the troops. She had hits including Blues in the Night, Jim, You'd Be So Nice to Come Home To, and I'll Walk Alone, the first of her number one hits. Blues in the Night sold over one million copies and was awarded a gold disc by the RIAA. To support the troops overseas, Shore participated in USO tours in Europe. She appeared in person, on radio, and on records with a number of British and American stars, including Major Glenn Miller and his large Army Air Force Band. She met George Montgomery, a young actor ready to go into military service. She married on December 3, 1943, shortly before he went into the service. When he returned, they settled in San Fernando, California. In 1948, their first child was born, a daughter, Melissa Ann, and they adopted a son in 1954, John David, before moving to Beverly Hills. One of her most popular recordings was the holiday perennial Baby It's Cold Outside with Buddy Clark from 1949. The song was covered by many other artists, such as Ella Fitzgerald. Other hits during her four years at Columbia included Laughing on the Outside, Crying on the Inside, I Wish I Didn't Love You So, I Love You for Sentimental Reasons, Doing What Comes Naturally, and Dear Hearts and Gentle People. She was a regular with Jack Smith on his quarter-hour radio show on CBS. Shore starred in seven radio series of her own between 1941 and 1954. She made hundreds of guest appearances in shows including an episode of Suspense 
Frankie and Johnny. And that was on May 5, 1952. A little bit about her early television career. Soon after she arrived in New York in 1937, age 21, Shore made her first television appearances on experimental broadcasts for NBC over station W2XBS in New York, which is now WNBC. Twelve years later, in 1949, she made her commercial television debut on The Ed Wynn Show from Los Angeles over CBS and on Easter Sunday, 1950, made a guest appearance on Bob Hope's first network television show on NBC. After guest spots on many television shows, she was given her own program, The Dinah Shore Show, on NBC on November 27, 1951. Vic Scohan was her musical director from 1951 to 1954 and also arranged music for her on the Colgate Comedy Hour, 1954. She did two 15-minute shows a week for NBC. She guest starred on another 15-minute series, The Tony Martin Show, starring entertainer Tony Martin. But Martin's short program never acquired the popular success, as did Shore's. In 1956, Shore won the first of her many Emmy Awards for the program, which was sponsored by Chevrolet. The sponsor's theme song, See the USA and Your Chevrolet, became the singer's signature piece. In 1956, Shore began hosting a monthly series of one-hour full-color spectaculars as part of NBC's The Chevy Show series. These proved so popular, the show was renamed the Dinah Shore Chevy Show the following season, with Shore becoming the full-time host, helming three of four weeks in the month. Broadcast live and in NBC's famous Living Color, this variety show was one of the most popular in the 1950s and early 1960s and featured the television debuts of stars of the era, such as Yves Montand and Maureen O'Hara, and featured Dinah in performances alongside Ella Fitzgerald, Mahalia Jackson, Peggy Lee, Frank Sinatra, and Pearl Bailey. Tennessee Ernie Ford was a featured guest on one show, and she introduced him tongue-in-cheek as Tennessee Ernie Chevrolet. <laughs> she also appeared as a guest on the Pat Boone Chevy Showroom. Although Dinah's place featured famous guest stars, Shore often grilled lesser-known lifestyle experts on nutrition, exercise, or homemaking. Despite being one of the more popular programs in NBC's morning lineup, dominating in the time slot, facing out the Lucy Show reruns on CBS, and local programming on ABC, this show left the air in 1974 after NBC sent a telegram to Dinah congratulating her on her Emmy win, at the same time informing her the show was being canceled. Thanks a lot, huh? Because it broke up a game show programming block and competition from the Joker's Wild on CBS, which started two years earlier. Thus ended the network's 35-year association with Shore. She returned that fall with Dinah, a syndicated 90-minute daily talk show 
also seen in a 60-minute version on some stations that put the focus on top guest stars and entertainment. You know, that 35 years on television has got to be a, a record. I, I don't know of anybody that's on television that long. This show was seen as competition for Mike Douglas and Merv Griffin, whose shows have been on the air for 10 years when Dinah debuted. Frequent guests included entertainment figures, Lucille Ball, Bob Hope, and James Stewart, as well as regular contributors, including lifestyle guru Dr. Wayne Dyer. Unexpected rock music performance appearances included Tina Turner, David Bowie, and Iggy Pop. Really? Shore also appeared on the Norman Lear comedy soap opera Mary Hartman, Mary Hartman, in April 1976. On the show, Dinah interviewed country singing character Loretta Haggers, played by Mary Kay Place, and included a controversial comment from Miss Haggers during her appearance on a live airing. That must have been quite an event. <laughs> Shore, with her Dixie drawl and demure manner, was identified with the South, and guests on her show often commented on it. She spoofed this image by playing melody in Went With the Wind, the famous Gone With the Wind parody for The Carol Burnett Show. In the summer of 1976, Shore hosted Dinah and her new best friend, an eight-week summer replacement series for The Carol Burnett Show, which featured a cast of young hopefuls, such as Diana Canova and Gary Mule Deer, along with such seasoned guests as Gene Stapleton and Linda Laven. Shore guest-starred on Pee-wee's Playhouse Christmas Special, calling Pee-wee on his picture phone and singing The Twelve Days of Christmas. Throughout the special, Pee-wee walks past the picture phone, only to hear her going past the original Twelve Days. On the 500th day of Christmas, she sang. Shore finished her television career hosting A Conversation with Dinah, which ran 1989 through 1992, on the cable network TNN, the Nashville network. This half-hour show consisted of one-on-one -on -one interviews with celebrities and comedians such as Bob Hope, former boyfriends Burt Reynolds in a special one-hour episode, and political figures President Gerald Ford and his wife Betty. In the coup, Shore got the first post-White House interview given by former First Lady Nancy Reagan. Around this time, she gained a contract as television spokesman for Holly Farms Chicken. In the 1980s, Shore sang in Glendale Federal Bank television commercials. Her last television special, Dinah Comes Home, TNN 1991, brought Shore's career full circle taking her back to the stage of the Grand Old Opry, where she first visited some 60 years earlier. Shore won nine Emmys, a Peabody Award, and a Golden Globe. Shore's talk show sometimes included cooking segments, and she wrote cookbooks, including Someone's in the Kitchen with Dinah. Oh, that's great. <laughs> well, some of uh, a little bit of her personal life. In her early days in the show business, Dinah Shore was involved with several artists like drummer Jean Krupa and actor James Stewart. Shore was married to actor George Montgomery from 1943 to 1962. 
She gave birth to daughter Melissa Ann, Missy Montgomery, in January 1948. Later, the couple adopted a son, John David Jody Montgomery. Missy Montgomery also became an actress. George Jacobs, in his memoir, Mr. S. About Frank Sinatra, for whom he worked as a longtime valet, claimed Shore and Sinatra had a long-standing affair in the 1950s. After her divorce in 1963 from Montgomery, she briefly married Maurice Smith. Her romances of the later 1960s involved comedian Dick Martin, singer Eddie Fisher, and actor Rod Taylor. In the early 1970s, Shore had a happy four-year public romance with actor Burt Reynolds, who was 20 years her junior. After the relationship cooled, the tabloids linked Shore with other young men, including Wayne Rogers, Andy Williams, and Ron Ely. Her daughter, Melissa Montgomery, is the owner of the rights to most of Shore's television series. In March 2003, PBS presented Mawa, the best of the Dinah Shore Show, 1956 through 1963, an hour-long special of early color videotape footage of Shore and duets with guests Ella Fitzgerald, Jack Lemmon, Frank Sinatra, Bing Crosby, Pearl Bailey, George Burns, Groucho Marx, Peggy Lee, and Mahalia Jackson. Black and white kinescopes as well as color videotapes of the Dinah Shore Chevy Show are frequently aired on Jewish Life Television. Shore, who played golf, was a longtime supporter of women's professional golf. In 1972, she helped found the Colgate Dinah Shore Golf Tournament, which in its current identity as the ANA Inspiration remains one of the major golf tournaments on the LPGA Tour. The tournament is held each spring in Mission Hills Country Club near Shore's former home in Rancho Mirage, California. Shore was the first female member of the Hillcrest Country Club in Los Angeles. In acknowledgement of her contributions to golf, Shore was elected an honorary member of the LPGA Hall of Fame in 1994. Shore became a member of the World Golf Hall of Fame when it absorbed the LPGA Hall in 1998. She received the 1993 Old Tom Morris Award from the Golf Course Superintendents Association of America, GCSAAA's highest honor. In 1963, she hired mid-century modern architect Donald Wexler to design her home in Palm Springs. The house was sold to actor Leonardo DiCaprio in 2014 for almost $5.5 million. In the spring of 93, Shore was diagnosed with ovarian cancer. She died of complications from the disease on February 24, 1994, at her home in Beverly Hills, California, five days before turning 78. That birthday was not on the 1994 calendar, as it was not a leap year. Her body was cremated the same day. Some of the ashes were interred in two memorial sites, the Hillside Memorial Park Cemetery in Culver City, California, 
and Forest Lawn Cemetery, Cathedral City. Other ashes went to relatives. In both Cathedral City and Rancho Mirage, California, streets are named after her. Her hometown of Winchester, Tennessee, honored her with Dinosaur Boulevard. In 1991, she was inducted into the Television Hall of Fame. In 1996, a Golden Palm Star on the Palm Springs Walk of Stars was dedicated to her. Truly, Dinah Shore was one of the great unforgettable artists of days gone by. We hope you've enjoyed learning a bit about her life and her achievements. To learn more about her musical career and listen to several of her most popular musical hits, please go to our website, www.goldengems.net. Dave and Bill, thanking you for being with us today and looking forward to being with you and your friends next week for a look into the life of another unforgettable artist from the golden days of radio. Thank you for joining us today on Golden Gems. If you'd like to leave a comment, go to goldengemsradio at gmail.com and share us your thoughts. Join us again next time for more unforgettable favorites here on Golden Gems. <laughs>